go ahead and pray. Uh, God, thank you for your word. Already in advance, Lord God, that it works. Uh, Lord God, I ask that you speak to us. That you give us what we need. Uh, Lord God, uh, that we'd be able to experience your love and your kindness. Uh, Lord God, we'd be able to hear uh, the direction we need to go. As we jump back in Matthew, Lord God. Uh, bless those who would listen by podcast, who would watch uh, on video. Oh God, that they'd be touched as well. Just be with us today. In Jesus' name I pray and thank you. Amen. It was supposed to rain on the uh, on the weather apps, but I'm glad it didn't rain. It looks nice out there. It's beautiful. Um, but look, we're going to be in, in Matthew again. We're going to be in Matthew 11. Y'all pray for me. I physically feel like crap. <laughs> it ain't no COVID. No, I've been tested twice this whole week. I mean, this week. Um, but it's some sinus issues. And sinus issues kick my butt every year. And um, so if you notice, got y'all a little further away. <laughs> and everything. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be in Matthew 11. And interesting. Um, we're going to... We're going to cover whole chapters. Thanks, Mike. We're going to cover whole chapters um, this this go around, this picking back up in Matthew. So instead of just doing a pericope where we do like five scriptures or three scriptures and then we get to the end, we're going to cover whole chapters. So I want to show you how, how it's going to look, and I'll do that with Matthew 11 today. So if you would, turn to Matthew 11. Um, if you got your smart devices, you can look at the New Living Translation. Uh, if you don't, if you just have a hard copy, you know, look at whatever you have. Uh, Matthew 11, and I'll jump around or however the Spirit leads me. Um, so the thing about uh, being physically ill is you need the, the Spirit to get strong in you because <laughs> you're, you're physically weak. So you, Lord, you're like, Lord, raise that, that strength up in me. Um, because my mind, I need my mind to be sharp. <laughs> I, I've been around enough old school pastors and seen what they, when they did, when they were feeling bad, Fred, they pushed on through, they, you know, you know, I, you know, I ain't got that quit in me. I just, I, I wasn't raised around quit. <laughs> just, I don't understand this generation. Everything feel bad. They quit, man. Uh, so Matthew, Matthew 11, uh, everybody got it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Fred read uh, 1 through 10. I'm going to read those uh, as well again. Uh, it says this. Uh, when Jesus had finished giving these instructions to his 12 disciples, he went out to teach and preach in towns throughout the region. John the Baptist, who was in prison, heard about all the things the Messiah was doing. So he sent his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the Messiah we've been expecting or should we keep looking for someone else? Jesus told them, go back to John and tell him what you have heard and seen. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life. The good news is being preached to the poor and tell him. God blesses those who do not turn away because of me. Now, you may have a translation that says, um, do not fall away or not a stumbling block, uh, something like that. We're going to unpack that. As John's disciples were leaving, 
Jesus began talking about him to the crowd. So his disciples left. He turns and looks at the crowd. And he starts talking about, about John. He starts uh, talking big about him. What kind of man did you go into the wilderness to see? Was he a, a, a weak reed swayed by every breath of wind? Or were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes? No, people with expensive clothes live in palaces. Were you looking for a prophet? Yes, and he is more than a prophet. John is the man to whom the scriptures refer when they say, look, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you and he will prepare your way before you. Uh, so this this sermon today, Matthew 11, will be expectations. And I'm sure we got a lot of expectations. You know, I'm going to tell you all something. When I go uh, in certain wing shops, I expect people to dip their wings in ranch. I think it's the nastiest thing I've ever seen in my life. I, I do. I mean, I've, I've, I just got I just know now to expect it. Uh, I remember thinking about how I went to Debo's. This is a real story. Uh, I moved here from Texas. And I was expecting whole wings when I ordered my wings, and they gave me something called a drumette. I had never heard of a drumette, never seen a drumette, and drumettes made me angry. <laughs> they, don't make me, they don't make me angry anymore because I've, I've come to, to realize, i come to expect that that's what they have here in Memphis. <laughs> drumettes. Uh, you know, we all got uh, certain expectations. Uh, in the South, I expect the universal hello to look like this. Everybody know, right? You got you got that, right? Right, right. You know what's up? Everybody that's in the South, universal head nod. When I was living in the East Coast, folks look at you like you're gonna try to rob them. You know, I said, "What's up to somebody in New Jersey? I mean, in uh, Maryland? What? Hello, ma'am. Uh, man, it, people act like you was going like you was. They got defensive. You know, uh, there were some things I used to expect that I don't expect anymore." I used to expect women to wait for me to open the door for them. But now I don't expect it. I have to ask because it can be an insult to certain women who feel like you're, 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 you're degrading them. It's a different, it's a different time. It's a different time. Certain expectations. <sighs> One thing my, my wife and I were talking about was, um, uh, was it children? Uh, expecting to bury their parents, not the other way around. Expectations. <laughs> uh, the news tells us how much they expect COVID to rise. A lot of expectations out here, right? Uh, expectations. Uh, it's a strong belief. It's a strong belief um, that something will happen or that someone will do something that's in short that's what it is it said that something will happen or that someone will do something it's an expectation right uh there there are expectations we all have expectations some expectations are are real some are unrealistic some expectations are low some expectations are high i have learned to lower some of my expectations because i i i thought that they were just regular expectations but they were too high for certain folks <laughs> so I had to lower them. And then some realistic some some uh expectations I had, uh, I, I realized that they weren't realistic. 
they they they, they were they were not real. <laughs> I thought they were real, but they weren't real. You know, people get married, they have uh, expectations, and they're right. And you find out that man, you your expectations might not have been real. Uh, you may have romanticized some things. You know, Matthew eleven is filled with expectations. It is filled with expectations in relation to the Messiah, who is Jesus, the messenger, who is John, and the multitude, uh, who is the Jews. You like that alliteration, Mike? Yeah, 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 it's good, it's good. So it helps us to remember, right? Uh, it's filled with expectation in relation to the Messiah, the messenger, and the multitude. And then when we get to the end, we'll see that Jesus, he explicitly tells us what we can expect. God talking, boy, I'll tell you. Yeah. So we, we see in the introduction that uh, of the passage that John's disciples, he had some disciples, and they come to, to Jesus. And they ask him, look, man, <laughs> are you the Messiah? Now, don't forget, that's his cousin, too. You know, so, man, yo, your, your fam in prison won't know you the Messiah, so we look for somebody else. <laughs> you know, you'd expect it, you'd expect it one, you know, you, hey, we, hey. he says, man, look, what you seen and what you heard, go tell him. Look, the, the blind, they see, the deaf, they hear, the lepers, man, they are healed. He said, man, come on, the, the dead live. Man, that's all the signs that, I, that Isaiah the prophet has said. Of, of the Messiah. Matter of fact, in Luke uh, 4, 18, uh, Jesus would stand up when he was 13 years old in, in the synagogue and he would declare that scripture. He, he would stand up and say that that he would do all these things. What he does not say in this uh, recording in Matthew was a verse that's left out that he would preach deliverance to the captives. John is a captive. And the reason that John is a captive is he was preaching against sin, dealing with the leaders, Herod in particular. So, so Herod was having an illicit sexual relationship with his brother's wife, took his brother's wife, married her, and John starts preaching against it. Man, you, you're wrong. you foul. Man, you're a leader. What you're doing ain't cool. And he throws him in prison. So when, when, when John sends these disciples uh, to ask, are you the one? Man, John has some expectations. Look, yeah, but I, I'm expecting for the Messiah to get me out of prison. Y'all with me now? Because the Messiah was supposed to free the captives because the Messiah was supposed to overthrow unjust systems, unjust government, unjust Roman rule. And all he does is send them back with, man, the blind see, the deaf hear, the dead live. Man, what happens when your expectations of the Messiah are not met? How do we respond? Now, I don't know how John responded, but I'm asking us, how do we respond when we have certain expectations of the Messiah, of Jesus? Matter of fact, certain expectations of church, Christianity, and it's not met. How do we respond? We shut down, become angry, become bitter. Do we hide? We start stiff arming folks. Do we walk around in pity? Do we come depressed? Do we say, I'm done with church? I'm done with this whole thing? Because he would tell him, he said, man, don't become offended by me. Well, he says, don't fall away from me. Another translation says, don't become a stumbling block. Let's break that down. It, it, it means 
Don't allow yourself to cause other people to reject me or not to accept me. To, to, to leave the faith or not come and accept the faith. Don't, 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 don't allow your life to be one that causes people to fall away. Don't be a stumbling block because you didn't get your expectations met. That, that was the last part that he tells John's disciples to go back and tell John, don't, don't, don't fall away because of me. Don't become offended because of me. Don't become a stumbling block because of me. Don't, don't cause people to reject me or to leave me because you didn't get your expectations met. That's heavy, isn't it? I'm telling you, how we carry ourselves, how we live can cause people to either turn away from the faith or not accept it. Yeah, it's heavy stuff, right? Man, how, how, how do we respond? Man, John is sitting there in prison, and I don't know, man. I I, I might feel a certain kind of way. My cousin ain't come get me. <laughs> I'm like, man, I, I've been I've been preaching all these years about you coming, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And now I gotta sit here and die. And I don't know why Jesus let him rot. I don't I don't know why certain things are allowed to happen to us. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But Jesus doesn't stop being the Messiah. He he didn't he didn't stop being that Messiah. Amen. No. There's some other expectations that that are here as well, and this expectation of uh, of the messenger uh, of John, man, he he says to the people, he says, "Look, who who did you expect to see when, when you went out there, when you went to the wilderness and he was preaching? Who'd you go out? Who'd you expect to see? Did you expect to uh, to see a, a reed blowing in the wind?" He said, "No, you expected to see a prophet, and that's what you got." You you expected to, to to hear a prophet when y'all come to church. What do you what do y'all expect? You're expecting a word from God, right? When you come here, you not, you you don't just want a bunch of news clippings. You know you don't you don't need you don't need to run down on what's going on on Google. Man, we got enough of that. You want to know what does the word of God say concerning my life? Correct. We want a prophetic word that that foretells and foretells us how to live, right? He says, look, when y'all went out there, what did you expect to see? Who did you expect to see? A prophet and you got it. But this is how they respond. Uh, he says, man, that when they got that word, <laughs> it's actually in verse 16. He says, to what can I compare this generation? It, it is like children playing a game. A game in the public square. They 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 complain to their friends. We played wedding songs and you didn't dance. So we played funeral songs and you didn't mourn. He's like, look, you, you got the word that you that you expected. You got a prophet that you expected and you got you became immature. You started acting like kids when you got the word that you needed. <laughs> you got what you expected, but you ain't like it. So you revert into playing childish games and you start complaining about what you heard. Do we do that? We, we, we hear something, we, we, we ask God to give us a word, we, we ask God to, to, to speak to our life, and then how we respond. Do we respond as mature believers, or do we revert back into childlike games? Do we start playing games? Do we start complaining about what we heard? 
And that's what he's saying that they did. They, that's what they did as related to, to, to John the messenger. And I'm like, man, well, let me tell you one of my expectations. Uh, I expect people who left church, I'm talking about church at large, not to come back. I'm, I'm, you know, the pandemic, a lot of people left, right? I expect people to, to not experience inside of them a need to be in the church of God. I, I expect people who were watching it online to slowly drift and not even do that. Because it's easier to 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 be to not be as consistent, you know, at home and when you got your phone and, and what you know, I, I do. I, I expect people to be distracted by the cares of life. So so much so that they will be uprooted in their faith. I, I expect it. I, I expect I expect the immaturity to be exposed in the house of God as prophetic words are going going forth. Yeah, I, I expect it. And, and there's something else that he shows us that that the that there was an expectation that the multitude should have, and this is what Jesus says explicitly: expect judgment. He tells the multitude, expect judgment. It, it's crazy uh, if you look at verse uh, twenty through twenty-four. He starts denouncing the towns in verse twenty. So then Jesus began to denounce the towns where he had done so many of his miracles because they hadn't repented of their sins and turned to God. And he starts listing these these towns that were not Jewish towns. And then he starts listing these towns that are Jewish towns. And he's like, man, the people uh, that were wicked towns would have been better off if they had seen the miracles. You've seen the miracles, but you won't repent. You have, <laughs> and there's something he's like, you have seen me do works in front of you and you have not repented. He started denouncing them. They did not expect to be chastised because they felt like they were so holy because they were Jewish. They were religious. And he's like, no, you, you can expect judgment to come because you did not receive who I was when the evidence was right in front of you. That's tough, isn't it? <laughs> he's like expect expect judgment uh, that word judgment literally means a separation so there, there's gonna we're all going to be judged in the last day but this type of judgment for those who are uh, in sin who are wicked is a separation that word literally means to be separated they'll be separated from god i don't want to be separated from god because i refuse to repent of, of sin but then he says there's, there's something else that can be expected he says rest yeah. So th th there's judgment for sin, but there's rest for submission. How so? Um, in verse 28, uh, Jesus says this. He says, uh, then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. That word souls literally means the psyche in your mind. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is a light. Huh. So there, there will be rest for those who submit. Let me explain this thing about the yoke. Uh, the, the yoke was used to direct oxen. 
and and the way it's described here is that that there is a yoke of the world and a yoke of burden that we have on us um, if we don't have on the yoke of Christ. And that is what wearies us. That is what keeps us burdened. He's like, your, your mind is so uptight and you are so wearied because you have on a yoke of this world. Uh, I, I liken it to an amusement park um, roller coaster. Uh, anybody ever use a roller coaster? Anybody been on a roller coaster? I mean, right. Um, man, you know how it comes to like an abrupt stop at the end? Imagine it not stopping. That, that, that's what it's likened to. That, the, that your mind is like that roller coaster. It's just going and going and going and going. It's going and going. It's going if you don't have my yoke on you. That's your mind. You are burdened with the cares of this world going in circles. But if you would receive my rest, it would come to an abrupt stop. It would just stop. And what I love about this, this is not an eternal rest. This is a right now rest. He's like, I'll give you rest in your mind now. You can expect rest in your mind right now if you receive, if you accept this yoke I'm trying to put on you. But if you refuse it, you're going to have judgment. You're going you're gonna to have, have chaos in your mind. You're going to be judged for your sin. And people who are, repent, who, who are unrepentant, they don't see a need for rest. They think that they can keep on doing uh, life the way they want to because they feel like they have the answers. And he's like, I, I got you. So so this is, um, I guess, my concluding question is, what expectations do we have? Uh, and, and are they expectations that are leading us to judgment or leading us to rest? Like, like the expectations that we have, are, are they leading us to, to judgment and, and causing our minds to be so go, 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 go. Are they leading us to rest? Huh? Yeah. Well, where, where are our expectations leading us? Because Jesus does all this talking to take us to rest. Everything from from verse one all the way to 30 is basically to get us to rest. <laughs> it's like that, That's what I'm trying to give you. I'm trying to give you rest. But he's not going to force his rest on us. He's not going to force it on us. He, he, he puts it right in front of us. I, I present right in front of you death and life. What you going to choose? Choose this day life to, th to this day. Choose life. And I, I wonder, well, what are we going to choose? Because I, I lived my life too much like that roller coaster. Mind filled with burdens. Like I, I, my, my body is physically messed up right now. But my spirit man got rest. Amen. Amen. Uh, God, we thank you. Lord, I ask that you would just help us uh, and take us through this whole series of Matthew. Lord God, I ask that you would. Uh, help us uh, as we wrestle through our own expectations of you expectations of the church Lord God uh, you just uh, help us to glorify you in those expectations Lord God and lead us uh, to, to rest in Jesus name Amen